Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome to episode Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, baby. Episode 99 for uh, anybody out there that has no idea who <laughs> the great one is. Uh, lot to get to. Um, let's great. Uh, yeah, let's get right into it. <laughs> I'm a little tongue-tied right now. Uh, Caleb, what's up? The whiskey hangover is still going there with you, I see. Um, the holiday hangover. But if you don't know who the great one is, you're living under a rock. But, you know, good to be here with you guys. Let's uh, kick off this Wednesday right, man. Let's get into something new and fun and exciting. Gio, what's up? Nothing much, boys. Got some fun stuff I definitely want to talk about. I feel like we all can relate to this. I'm on minimal sleep. Newborns, they do that to you. But uh, we'll get into that a little later. First things first, want to say this episode is brought to you by our sponsor and friends at Crownhead Cigars. And a couple things we got to talk about with them. One, we got to do another redraw for this giveaway. The guy didn't claim his prize, so... We're not going to keep it. We're going to give it out to you guys and repay the favor. And also to touch, make sure you guys are on the lookout for Crownhead's products. Recently, they did drop a new Mil Diaz in a Bellicoso Fino Vitola. It is made after a special version of the BBF, very popular Cuban cigar. You guys are going to like it. It's a limited release. One of the fun sizes they do with the Mil Diaz brand. Make sure you're getting it there. They won't be there long. That's uh, based on a Boulevard. Yes. Vitola, right? Yes. Okay. They did it with the Patissier. It's that like Fino style. It's pretty cool. And I guess there's plans for them to do it in other of their uh, lines as well. Well, just to touch on that, uh, make sure you guys are checking out Crown Heads. Uh, all their great lines are uh, Four Kicks lines, the new Lavaretta available at some stores, not all stores, but uh, they'll be pumping it out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, make sure you're checking out all their lines and... Uh, yeah, smoke crown heads. Well, Geo, they, get to that. Uh, get to that little issue we had. So yeah, the giveaway, guys. So we tried to message the guy who won the first time through, and we're gonna. He never answered. Left us on red. So unfortunately, it's been long enough where we got to give it to somebody else. So we're gonna go to the randomizer.org. All the numbers originally are gonna stand. The only numbers that cannot win are thirty six and forty four. Those were the original winners. So. 1 through 46. Is that what we're doing, 1, th- one through 46? Yeah, we won't change anyone's numbers. Man, dude, I wish I had that fucking camera angle. Um, I didn't have the camera, so this is... These things happen. It's showbiz, baby. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just didn't expect this guy to not claim his prize. I mean, I mean, if, if you want to donate it to me and my personal storage of cigars, I'll take it. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> you, you can't win. Fuck yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll shout out Funky Fresh Greg. He, you know, got on his immediately. He already got his stuff. I think the guy who won it was local, too. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Crazy. It is what it is. Maybe he died. All right, so what do right. you, you just want me to get right into it? Yeah, fuck it. Three right. tr- three draws. You yeah. know how it is. I'm going to throw it up on the screen. You read it, all right? First number. Obviously, you know it's going to be one, two, and the third one is the winner. So just to clarify that, so there's no issues. This is, again, we're, we're giving it away. We don't want to keep this shit. So, uh, Gio, I'm going to let you read them off, all right? So all I'm going right. to just start it real quick. All right, first number. First number, 22. All right. 
Is that 22 or 23? 23, 23 for the second number, and here's the winner. 28. Wow, all in the 20s. Look at that. So that goes to Mr. Underscore Haina, 1318. I'm pretty sure this guy commented a ton on the post, so I'm actually kind of happy he won. He was seeing pretty of it. But we'll get his info. We'll shoot you a message, tell you you won the redraw. Hopefully you watch the episode and you get excited when you see it. Claim your prize, man. We're going to ask you for your shipping address. We're not, you know, some creeps. We'll be reaching out. <laughs> yeah. Um. That being said, Gio, we need to kind of get things rolling here because, uh, you know, as always, there's a lot to get to. Um, smoking a new brand on the show today for us, a new brand uh, that's recently touched on the Cigar Aficionados Top 25. So, I mean, curiosity kills the cat sometimes. So, I mean, it's fitting that we're going to give this a whirl because, you know, we got we to gotta give our input on this, right? Absolutely. So today we are smoking the West Tampa Tobacco Co. Red Toro. Uh, Jerry, you said it was what twenty? What number it was on the sh- cigar aficionado? Uh, that I don't know, but I know it was on that list. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, look Caleb, it up real quick. Yeah. I know for a fact yeah. this cigar is on that list. When you get that, let me know. I'm going to give you some brief info about West Tampa while we do that. So West Tampa was uh, founded by Rick Rodriguez. So he was the former blender at CAO. And a big ambassador for them, so guy definitely has been around. So you know, put out some very, very uh, high end cigars. You know, some people will say what you want about CAO, and because they're a big company under General and all that, and you know, shit on it. But they still were some of the OGs in the game and put out some pretty good products. So uh, Rick actually made this that was launched in 2022. Of CAO, G- Tim Osgner's dad, right? Yes, the, the, his mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, obviously... Ties the crown heads. <laughs> you know, they what? hired John. <laughs> right. Uh, Miguel, a bunch of former guys that went on to do some very big things in the industry. And they originally debuted with their uh, their black label cigar, and that was actually very acclaimed. So we're going to see what this bad boy is all about. What was a, What did it rank, Caleb? On Cigar Aficionados for 2023, it was actually the number 25 cigar. Oh. So for being in business since 2022, to get uh, number 25 on Cigar Aficionado, that's awesome. So we can be in for a, a treat, possibly. All right. I'll get into the nuts and bolts of the cigar here. So we already said this was a Toro. It's your traditional Toro size, 6x52 ring gauge. Uh, they run $9.99, a box of 20. We're running you 200 bucks. Good luck finding this for 10 bucks in New York, unless you're going to <laughs> Yeah, I wish Lares. I made that much. Uh, these came out uh, this past May, and the wrapper is a Mexican San Andreas. It is got Nicaraguan binder out of Condega, and Nicaraguan filler from Condega and Esteli. So then we get here. Let's see here. Any other interesting? Yeah, other than that. That's pretty much the nuts and bolts of the guy. I was just looking to see if there was any specific, uh, you know, details as to why he just names them after the color, but it just seems to be his way of branding things. Keep it simple, you know. Stupid. Don't gotta get too. Yeah, kiss. Black. Keep keep it simple, stupid. Red. And there's a white. There's a white too. So Mm. easy enough. Next is blue. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. And they got the black uh, boliche too. That's nice. That's yeah, they did actually. New. That's right. They're, they came out with like an LE. That's a fucking boliche monster. boulevard. I think it's called. Yeah. So I look. Some shit like that, that actually it makes sense because it's named after a famous like street in Florida. Yep. That there's a bunch of Cuban restaurants. So let me let me throw it out there. Uh, 
we were going to smoke that cigar. Started doing a little research on it. I was like, holy shit. Boys, this is a big fucking cigar. 6x60. Monster ring gauge. Just... Nah. Wasn't feeling it today, so decided to go with the red. I, I don't know. It looked it was new. I feel feel like we maybe should have got it, but it just six by sixty. Maybe a little time crunch today too. So, and I also don't I like. I feel like we can revisit it. Yeah. I also, now that we're recording, I I don't feel like we're time pressed. Right. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I I just like all of a sudden I don't feel rushed or or you know what I mean. Uh, any other notes on the uh, West Tampa? Uh, apparently, uh, Caleb was telling me when he picked these up that Rick comes to Buffalo a lot. So hopefully maybe we can arrange something, maybe get him on later. If they're, I think he was here in October. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've heard good things about West Tampa suggested by a listener of the show. So figured why not give him a try something new in the new year. So let's give it a whirl. Who, who suggested? Uh, a listener, Jim. He's out there. Oh, was it answer Jimmy? No, 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 no. <laughs> Family friend. Oh. oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, there's a, we have a real listener named Jim? Yeah. yeah. Common name, too, though. You know, Speaking lots of, of new things, not Jim, um, make sure you guys are checking out that Patreon page, man, because we did. Uh, we actually got a few subscribers. I think we're up to, like, five. Woo! <laughs> hey, it's brand new. I mean, fuck, man. We just we just announced this. We're a week old. Uh, I, we, you literally couldn't even join until two days ago. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I mean, it's it's gonna grow. We're gonna grow. Obviously, we're gonna be bringing you guys exclusive content to that Patreon page. It's gonna be worth every dollar. So don't feel like you know you're not gonna end up getting your money's worth because we are gonna do our darndest to bring you guys content that you guys are gonna wanna listen to and wanna watch. So grower gang, baby, grower gang. Thank you all. And to our members, just remember, you guys are now able to be in our drawing for the biannual giveaway that we're going to be doing uh we just have to decide when what months we want to do those what do you uh, we'll do like a i feel like we just do no. it say every six months a june and december yeah i'm good with that what about even like a march and a like an october i'm sure we could figure it out here that, we'll, we'll discuss that. either or sounds great yeah. yeah i'm down with it or you know we do a december july so it's christmas and why should these yeah. guys who subscribed have to wait six months for the first giveaway all right yeah that's fair we'll do three if three that makes four. sense all right you guys you heard it here first Get ready for a drawing. We'll, we'll, we'll be figuring it yeah. out. We'll figure yeah. it out. But, uh, Caleb, what are we uh, drinking today, buddy? Kind of a cool bottle that Gio picked up. Yeah. All right. We got Heaven's Door. This is Homesick Blues. It is a Minnesota weeded bourbon whiskey. So this is a 122.7 proof. Uh, the mash bill on this bad boy is 70% corn and 30% wheat. Uh, out of Minnesota. So this is definitely a first for us. It pays homage to where Bob Dylan, who is uh, behind Heaven's Door, uh, lover of whiskey as well. Um, so he lived in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, this is crafted 150 miles away in up in the North County. So the bourbon gets a lot of time to mature because they have some crazy weather and temperature swings, kind of like here in Buffalo. So you can get highs in the summer to 116 degrees, or you can get lows to negative 80. You know, we should be used to maybe not the negative 80 here in Buffalo, but some negative temperatures in the wintertime. Negative 80 what? Celsius degrees Fahrenheit. Negative eighty. Yeah, over here in Minnesota, they do it up in the North County. So it says one hundred. Yeah, you know, negative eight zero. So what's crazy about that shit? I saw the video. These are the videos when you see they'll take boiling water and throw it off a porch, and it freezes before it hits the ground. Negative eighty. There's no fucking way. Yeah, dude, it's up there. 
up Minnesota, you get up very high in that Canadian border. Dude, I could see like minus 15. Hold up here. Let's see the record low in Minnesota. <laughs> but yeah, it's but it's so Duluth is a little further south. So where this is stored in Minnesota, it's 150 miles north of Duluth. Um, so you're getting a lot of character flavor <laughs> okay, changes. Okay, hold up, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're correct with the 80 negative 80. So here it says the record loaf in Minnesota is negative 60, which is still fucking insane. You know what? Maybe the website over here at Heaven's Door is like, you know, they're propping up the story to give it like this temperature change. You know, you got to add a little. I think the real story is fucking bad enough, dude. <laughs> yeah. Negative 60? Yes. That is the record for the coldest in the state of Minnesota. When was that? Holy cow. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but dude. That what? was 96. Jeez. I thought we were in global warming now. Wow. wow. Anyways. Anywho, <laughs> like, like how, how could we still, how could we be breaking any records anywhere? Because I don't know. They say what? Global warming isn't just the warming of the earth, right? It's also the cooling in certain parts, right? I thought that was global cooling. That's, I thought that was a totally different thing. What is it? Like ice age shit? Yeah, um, I think global cooling is worse than global warming. But so the, I just was looking up. There are routine temps in the negative 50s there. Yikes. No thanks. <laughs> it's like normal. How, dude? It, uh, dude, it gets to negative three here. It's a state of emergency. <laughs> That's insane. Dude. With lake effects, no. I think they're a lake, too. The Upper Peninsula, right? Yep, Upper the, Peninsula, right but over it, there. But, but, but Minnesota is on the... Isn't it on the... It's on the Great Lake, too. It's on the uh, the east side of the state, though. The lake is on the east side of the state. You wouldn't blow this. No, away. I think it's up on the north side too. They got Lake Superior, part Lake Michigan. Okay. So it's up, All right. Listen, I'm not a geologist, but you you could be right. Or a maptician, if that's geographer, a car- cartographer. I think I said it the right way. Geologist is for stones. Is that I say geologist? I think it's a card- yeah. cartographer is for maps. He actually. What did might... I say? Geographer? No, you said geologist. Gemologist. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think he's right with the anyway, time. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, all right, get, get back to anyways, this, because now I'm looking like I'm fucking retarded. Back to this. This is a special edition. It comes in this box right here. It also has some... Uh, that box is a pain in the balls yeah, it's, to it's open. it's a pain to open. Um, it actually has some a copy of some handwritten song lyrics by Bob Dylan himself. Um, this is a seven-year-old aged bourbon whiskey as well. Um, I just want to say, I don't want to go over notes too fast, because we just had our first initial sips, but the smell... On this bourbon whiskey is amazing. It, I gotta say, if this was a cologne, I would wear this as a cologne. It smells delicious. It is a cologne. It's called alcoholism. <laughs> He's got it. I guess that's what I wear every day. <laughs> but it smells delicious. It's got like these dark, rich, flavorful notes. It's awesome. And for being 122 proof, it does not drink that way at all. I will say, um, on the nose on this. It smells like sweet, but also very, I don't know if you get the, you could smell the heat on it for sure, but it's not like, it's not bad. It's not overpowering. It doesn't kill like your sinuses or anything. Uh, It does not drink like it's proof point. No. Like I, for this to be, this is considered a cask strength and it's a 122 proofer that, that drinks very, very nice. Uh, this bottle just came out in October of 2023. Uh, you know, Heaven's Door, highly award. It's got a couple uh, number one awards from San Francisco back in 2021. Uh, obviously, everyone knows how famous Bob Dylan is, you know. Uh, I, I didn't really know he had a love for whiskey like this, but 
it makes me like them a little bit more. And um, just got to add, the way this cigar is hitting so far, it's got a lot of chocolatey notes. And I think this pairing is awesome because I'm getting like chocolate with a little bit of this sweet wheat on the bourbon whiskey over here. And I think it's just enhancing the chocolate flavor of the cigar. This is a, a, a great match made in heaven and unplanned. Was that a pun? I guess you could say so. I guess, you could I, say I guess we're knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> Good one. I, I don't know if that's a Bob Dylan reference over no. there. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're spot on on the cigar, man. Chocolatey. Uh, Dude, lots of chocolate on the cigar. Uh, yeah. our initial, we did, haven't even gotten that really, far really... into it. So I actually re- remembered another point about this cigar when I was that I forgot one or two. So when rick rodriguez was blending this like he said this is the first cigar that i I, like i've always spent blending time blending cigars that you know are for other people to like he goes this is the first time i got to sit down and blend a cigar that i like yeah so this one's a little bit more personal rick i gotta throw it out there buddy i like what you like (laughs) (laughs) well and it's that san andreas wrapper too so we we knew we were gonna get some chocolate a little bit of light pepper as well but uh i gotta say my first time doing a west tampa and Right off the right off the bat, you know this is pretty nice so far. How much is this cigar? What is this retail? Well, I definitely, ten bucks. I definitely did not pay ten bucks in New York State. That's ten dollars. This De- is a ten dollar cigar. Yeah. Oh, I paid like fifteen. Well, yeah, I mean, you're in New York. Yeah. You're in New York, Caleb. But well, I know it sucks. The but MSRP. This is crazy. This is a really good cigar for ten dollars. This mm-hmm. is great. A Under box, ten dollars. A box of twenty is two hundred bucks. Wow, nice. And that came out. This came out in May, so that's the that's gonna be the price for a little bit at least. Who knows? Fucking everyone might raise prices in like six months. I mean, they just cracked the top twenty five. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if it went up a dollar a stick. Yeah, I mean, well, like I remember when Sober Mesa first came out, and now they're much much. They they just got more popular. There was more demand. I feel like that cigar went up. I remember smoking it uh, in twenty nineteen. Maybe it was. 2019 or 2020 the blues yeah um the sober mesa (laughs) brulee blue came out and i mean dude the thing was like maybe 15 16 bucks i mean that thing is like pushing 25 20 oh pretty close to 25 in new york now yeah i don't know if that had anything to do with tax going from 29 percent to 75 my guess is yes but uh yeah there's definitely an increase in price on those well even secondary because they're harder to get yeah like People charge you for it. It's fucking crazy. And 13 cigars, too. And it's a great product. I'm not knocking it, but man, is it crazy how, like, once these cigars start get going, <laughs> it gets up there. Yeah. It's like getting Pappy before it was popular. Thanks, New York State, for robbing us. Seriously. Of all our hard-earned cash. Yeah. Shame. It's all New York. <clears throat> So now, did you get everything through about the Heaven's Door, Caleb? Yep, that's what I hit on. Uh, let's continue to enjoy this product, and uh, we'll talk about some other tasting notes the more sips we get into it. Perfect. All right. Yeah, so another thing I want to talk about. Jerry, you got you know this story, but uh, Caleb, whatever happened to you, you ever work someplace and you have an office thief? Yeah. A um, <laughs> couple years back at a Christmas party, I made this jalapeno popper dip, uh, put it in the fridge for the next day, Someone stole my pan and all. Diabolical. Yeah. They so they ate the rest of the <laughs> leftover dip and then they stole the pan. I never got it back. I even put a note on the work fridge that said, 
I have a certain, a very specific set of skills. I will hunt you down. And I'll find you. You didn't like find from them. Taken. You didn't find them. Though. No, I have my suspicions though. I think I know who it was. You like uh, Liam Neeson? Short yeah. Liam Neeson, yeah. Short but dangerous. That's what they call me. We'll get well, into that later up too. Is Liam Neeson is already a short guy, so there actually is a chance. I think Caleb and him might be similar height. Do you ever see that Kim Peel uh, skit with him? No. Uh, about Liam Neeson's. Oh man, it's funny. You should watch that. I don't have to look into it's it. It's funny. So, well, I had an office thief, as we'll like to call it, and this is a very to all of our fellow law enforcement officers that listen to the show, you will know this. Cops are the biggest fucking thieves amongst themselves. You leave anything fucking unattended, it's gone. Food, fucking a set of handcuffs, like, you know, sometimes we gotta buy expensive equipment. Flashlight. Jared, how many flashlights have you, you been... I'm going to tell you one that really bothered me. Uh, my Oakleys. Sunglasses. Yeah. yeah, sunglasses. I left them in the car door. Gone. And never you, to be seen again. And you never saw any coworker wearing them? Nope. So, the, So if a coworker took it, they were smart about it, and they didn't wear it at work or anytime they were around you. Yeah. Smart. Well, I mean... Scumbag. Don't steal. <laughs> Caleb. Don't steal. Smart. Don't steal. <laughs> smart. But don't steal, but smart. Don't wear it around the person you stole it from. I am not going to lie, man. I will be checking them. I'm like, yeah, you got to. Those my Oakley's motherfucker. <laughs> start initialing everything. I no, do. it doesn't I, fucking matter. It doesn't even matter. Saying. They'll walk around. Your initials will be on the fucking They'll black it out. No, they won't black it out. They'll just use them. Oh, oh shit. I didn't know. <laughs> so this person has just a, he's a fucking klepto. Like, <laughs> if something goes missing of yours, he's suspect number one every fucking time. Well, sure as shit. So... Me and Jer picked up some cigars we're going to be doing on a future show. We did, Gail. What? Wait, that, you're telling me cigars were stolen? Yes. yes. Oh, oh, bro. Listen, listen. Bro, it gets listen, better. The, the story gets way better. So, you know, it's towards the end of the night. I put the box on top of my lunchbox. It's in the cafeteria. Usually you leave shit alone. Nobody bothers it, you know? End of the night, I'm not thinking anything. I'm like, here, Jer. We're going to smoke these at your place. You might as well just all keep them at one spot. I got the room. I got the storage. Right. I get it. No big deal. I know my role. He he calls me as he gets home. Now, mind you, we're lit- like, I'm literally pulling in the, you know, parking in my driveway. He's like, hey, dude, did you already take your cigar? I was like, what? Are you fucking with me? He's like, dude, there's only two cigars in here. There were We got the last three. They gave us the box. Like, they're for the show. I'm already pissed. I'm like, stop fucking with me. He's like, no, dude, that is. We immediately said who it was. He's like, I'm going to call him right now. And sure as shit, he answers the phone. He's like, and I'm like, did you take this? He's like, yeah. He he doesn't oh. lie about it every second at all. Yeah, he don't ever lie. If he's called out, he'll own it. But this fucker uh, decided to, he's like, I was like, well, why would you do that? I'm already home. I'm, like, I'm pissed. He's like, oh, it's in my desk. It's in the bottom of my drawer. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you? Li-? Like, if you're going to be funny and fuck with me, at least as you see, I'm walking out the door. Give it back. Or like, hey, you might want to check it. Like, be funny about it. Like, ah, oh, ha ha, whatever. Well, this fucking dick made me go all the way home. And now I'm not going to let it sit in the bottom of a drawer for a week with no humidity. Probably get fucked up. So I have to go back and get it. Well. I got a little revenge on that one by the time after I went here. Like, um, see, he 
made the smooth mistake of leaving his firearm. (laughs) (laughs) Now, while he was in the shower, you can hear him in there. Now it's just exactly anything. So me being the person that I am, I decided to field strip his firearm, which that just means take it apart, take all the bullets out and leave it on his desk. So and then, you know, it's an inconvenience. You took another 15 minutes from me. I'm taking 15 minutes back from you because anyone who knows anything about guns, loading a 15 round mag, getting that last fucking round in is torture <laughs> for no reason to. Right. Your fucking thumb hurts at You're the like, end. Ah, You're like, what the fuck? You know what? It's hurt. Being at a shooting range and loading a gun, I did notice it does take a lot of pressure to load a gun. Sometimes, like, why is that? I know. Get, I get it's, it. It's a spring load. It's a spring load. So, like, yeah, you need it, it to be like it it's got it. Well, if it's like easy to do, so maybe it won't shoot up and chamber the, the next pressure. round. Yeah, I was gonna say I've done you it. Need it to do its job. I've right. done it. and I'm like, geez, my my thumb does hurt from pushing <laughs> it in. <laughs> You're like, fuck, ah, shit. Like, are they all in yet? And like. It's like, ready to shoot. You, you've been asked that before, buddy? <laughs> Is it in? Yeah. Working it, dude. That little, <laughs> dude, that little 22 you bring in? <laughs> it's a little 380. <laughs> but, yeah, I was so fucking annoyed, like, because it's, it's not a long drive back to the station, but when you're finally done with your work day and you're about to go home, the last thing you want to fucking do is turn around. So I got to ask, what cigar was this? Because you're saying well, it's a we, show cigar, so I know it's probably going to be a good one. It's well, a little something that we're cooking okay. up. We, yeah. we, I told you what we got for it. Oh, we got, something, cook, we got for, something cooking up, bro, and it's just something When we have them with a future special. guest. I, all right. I already know what it is, so I know it's good. You, you think you know what the cigar is? I, I already told him. He told me. I told him. Oh, him. okay. But I know what... Like, it's, so you even, know the guests then? Yeah. Even if Gio didn't tell me, I knew it would be a good cigar because it's it's the three of us. We're not gonna buy like a crappy cigar, hopefully. I mean, it, you get a dud here and there. You know, it it, it it happens. Hasn't happened recently. But you know that was a critique about our top ten. What? Somebody said they're all Ali. Oh yeah, I heard your little uh, your little uh, special guest appearance. Yeah. They're all Ellie. You were yes. funny. You were funny though. Yes, yes. Jerry was a, a featured guest on the most recent episode of a Cigar Hustlers podcast, and bro, know, they just called me. I'm I'm sitting there. It's two thirty five. I'm trying to get ready for work. AKA, you're I still am, asleep. No, <laughs> no. I'm out of the gym. I'm stress eating. My breakfast slash lunch and my protein shake as fast as possible so I can jump in the shower and get to work on time. I'm in a hurry. They call me. I'm like, okay, I got to give this its time. Talking shit about our list. All right. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who disagreed with the NFT Anarchy as our number one cigar last year, um, if you have the opportunity, I know I stressed this on the top 10 episode, okay? Make sure you guys are going out. If you have that expendable income, give it a shot. Fuck it. Who cares? There's other $100 cigars out there. You guys will try those. Give it a shot. It's not going to fucking, it's not going to kill you. We have expendable income. Obviously, we know this is an expensive hobby. We don't just sit around drinking whiskey and cigars because we're poor. We're doing it because <laughs> it's an expensive hobby and we like to do it. I, I guess there's my, no getting around that. I, I guess my point is okay, there's Fuente cigars that are $40, there's Davidoffs that are $70, you know, and 
Some it's the- an occasion cigar, like we right. said. It's an occasion cigar. You're not just buying it to smoke it on fucking Tuesday because like listen, your dart league just ended. Yeah, unless you're Rob fucking Petrie, like you know, hey, you got it like that. But I mean, he also owns the NFT, so he has plenty. So I mean, right. like, it's a different you know different strokes for different folks. But yeah, that was just an interesting thing about that. Uh, but we also, I thought our list had some variants. And the, those aren't LEs. They're yearly releases. I was asked if I was drunk when we made the list. Yes, I was drunk when I made the list. But However, I was not wasted through the smoking of the cigars. But I was going to say, you know what? We are always drunk because we're always drinking. Oh, wait. Hold on. So does this mean that the Pestania SBC 22 shouldn't be on there because it's an LE? Two years late, too, I might add. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> or, like... If it's the cigar of the year, it's the cigar of the year. No one complained when Half Wheel made a tat TAA the cigar of the year. 2015. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was just a random TAA. I mean, the Don Doroteo is a reg production, salt of the earth. So that's just wrong. Regular now. Yeah. But did you notice that that actually cracked a couple top lists? I didn't really see too many, but I I saw a couple. I, I saw a few people. Maybe they had private lists or just like some media people. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, I saw it on a few lists. A, a lot of people like that. Uh, what is it? The, the, per, the Perita Viva, Piedra Viva, the Cameroon wrapper. Yeah, that was fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. that was great. It was great tasting cigar. Deserved to be there. And, and then obviously we smoked it, and when Garrett Robinson was on there, I mean, again, we're not gonna sit here and you know go through our top ten list again, but it's our top ten list. What's the Cigar Hustlers top 10? They just put it out there on their most recent episode. Right? Did they? I think, didn't they do it after they talked he to did you? Actually, yeah. He did actually tell me that. Yeah, so, uh, you yeah. know, I gotta, I actually have to go in. I didn't, what was their I didn't, number one? I didn't finish this I didn't one. get I to, to the Jerry part. Yeah, I didn't get to listen to the, uh, he did say, well, I have a top 10. Yeah. I, I can't remember what he said. But I know he was very, uh, he, he was upset about the list. He's like, no war bear in there. I'm like. It was close. Yeah, it, it, it was. was it was the right score. It just wasn't agreed upon. And we didn't smoke the Connecticut on the show, so and we didn't we, smoke the Connecticut. So, I, I said that. Yeah, so we didn't have a chance to give that its due review. But the thing is, we get fifty-two episodes a year. I cannot smoke the same brand. every single Roma Craft cigar, every single Tatuaje, every single Pisania, every single Crownheads. Mm-hmm. Every single DTT. Like, we can't smoke every single one. Listen, I was out. We try to, we, yeah, we try to bring, we try to bring some diversity in and yeah. the brands that we smoke on the show. And on top of that, like, I think that with our top 10 list, I think our honorable mentions were all great cigars, too. Like, uh, someone commented about the, uh, the Quinquagenario. Quin yeah. yeah. Like, it's a great fucking cigar. And, like, I can't wait until they make the next rendition for Rosales' birthday. Like, I, again, there's so many. It's just, Everyone's going to disagree on someone's top ten. Yeah, no doubt about that. Somebody's going to be like, I smoked that cigar. You know what I realized, and this is no comparison, I swear to God. We each smoke one individually, but we smoke the same amount that are reviewed for most rating systems. So we just do it. Amongst three different people. Solid the point. three cigars, but they're at the same time. 
just having a conversation. So, I mean, it's a little different, but they are there are three cigars smoked. So here's the thing. If one really fucking sucks, you're going to get that. It's going to be factored in. I, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, it's also, I think you get palate fatigue, too, smoking the same cigar. I don't understand how you could sit. I'm going to tell you this right now, and this actually does matter. Last year, there was only two cigars that came out. One came out late last year, and one came out during the August, June, July, maybe, that I could chain smoke. I did mention it in the comments on the last YouTube video. But the Quinquagenaria was probably the only cigar last year I feel like I could chain smoke that cigar over and over and over and over and over and not get sick of. And every But it didn't make our top 10 because when we did it on the show, it just it, it scored 90, right? Was it 90? I think, no, it was the final two, I think, where it was between, the final spot was between the Quinquagenario, the Face, and the Warbear. Yeah. It came down to a uh, box decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But I will say that was one of the one cigars last year that I feel I could absolutely chain smoke. It, it was that great of a cigar. The other one, I smoked a shit ton, a shit ton of the Tatuaje 20th. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the uh, Lomo because you, you smoked a shit ton of those too. I, th- I thought th- I thought that's where you're going. I smoked a lot of those too, but here's the thing: I was trying to like figure that cigar out a little bit. Um, it was hyped, man, but they're they're out there. You can still find them. You can still find them in retailers. Maybe overmade. Interesting. Overproducted. I don't know if they're overproduced. I think that's one that like. Once they're gone, they're going to get a cult following, just like the original brand. It seems to me like su- there's a few cigars right now that came out last year that, in my opinion, I think will be appreciated as they age. Like, for me, a lot of the Lost Cals are like that. Like, Dude, it was made in the uh, Pepin Garcia factory. Yeah. Like the 20th- It's a broadleaf. It, it, dude, it is going to age phenomenally. It's going uh, to be... One of those cigars that you just chase. It's yeah. gonna be. Uh like there's stuff that I gotta break out of like the humidor that I see that I have and like uh like oh, you know what I'm sure is probably a fantastic that I'm gonna have to revisit is the Azuli Oro. I think that a year now on those sitting has probably made that cigar so much fucking Last year we did our top ten or our top five each, mm-hmm. which was so weird. Yeah. Uh, the way we did it this year was so much more organized, mm-hmm. way better, and uh, I think just you know having a little bit of a panel and sitting in a room and discussing what we wanted to do, going over reviews, and obviously Caleb, the greatest record keeper of all time. You only have to text him forty eight times to get him. But did you convert every? Did, are you going with an, a Google Sheet this time? Are we? Are we still doing that? Yes. You've only got one episode to log it for this year. Oh yeah, then I'll yeah I'll continue with it. Um, also, <laughs> just want to note, sweet down a herf cup. Thank you, Jerry. On to pour number two. This one's a little heavier. Uh, kind of doomed myself, but I wanted to ask. Uh, did the thieving coworker story? Did that get finished? Are we good there? 
Yeah, we finished that up there. The uh, that the end of that story was, and then here's the funny part. After I did that, like I was expecting like a a text message being like, "Ha, uh, good job." Like nothing. He oh. was just like, "Ah, fuck." Guilty. This Guilty is a guy that AF. will you know eat. He he's a human garbage disposal, but also a germaphobe. It's the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> will eat a sandwich off the top of a garbage can, but you know. He's an enigma. <laughs> All right. Greatest All right. description ever, right? All right. All right. All right. Well, I got another story for you, just segueing to something different, because I wanted to approach this to you guys, because you guys deal with uh, angry people and physical and yelling altercations all throughout your day when you're on the job. But I want to know, as a civilian, what is the right way to deal with maybe some crazy people? I had an altercation. It could have gotten physical. I took some steps that might have, you know, led it to not get physical. Did I hear this story? No, I wanted to save it for the story. Oh, uh, for, okay. the, for the show. Yeah, yeah, I noticed right. that. Heard it here I, first. <laughs> yeah, so listen, I, I, I do want to touch before you dive into the story. This is why I always tell you guys, like, when we, when we were ready to tell each other funny shit, I'm like, no, 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 don't say it. Yeah. Yep. I, that's the one thing about the show that I kind of hate. We'd only talk about things now on the show. Oh, I would have told I I totally would have called you, um, but I knew that I want. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I knew I wanted to talk about it because I got to talk to somebody about this. But I, I, we have to do it on the show. So we have to do it on the show. So in real life, if you see me, I'm not a crazy person. There's only slightly certain things that'll piss me off. Where I will, I won't physically confront someone, but I'll verbally confront someone. I know you guys deal with it every day while you work. You got people who want to fight you. People are yelling and screaming with you. This just happened to me. Um, Right before New Year's, so I'm pulling into work at my job. It's kind of a place where you uh, spend most of your week besides at home. You know, you spend it at work. I see a guy who is clearly running to my parking spot. I park, you know, on the side of the building. Guy is clearly pulling his pants down as he sees me backing my car up in the spot. Doesn't even care. I'm, you know, I'm backing my car up into the spot. This guy's pulling his pants down, getting ready to pee on the building that I work at. I see him. I am beeping my horn. I am flashing my lights because it's just starting to get dark around 5 o'clock. And this guy, I rolled out my window. I say, hey, this ain't a bathroom. Go somewhere else. It's like, this is like, my. I work here. Don't pee here. And the guy, he's acting like he can't hear me. I'm like, pick up your pants. And this time, I'm laying on the horn. So it's New Year's Eve. It's around New Year's Eve. People can hear me. People can see this happening. This guy just refuses to. And all of a sudden, he goes, hey, stupid. Because he's Puerto Rican, so he's talking like that. I'm going to do an accent, Geo. Don't get offended. He's like, hey, stupid, what are you looking at my dick for? And I go, I go, you know what? I'm not even angry at this point. I'm like, there's not much to look at. I've seen a lot bigger. This guy starts getting, I can tell he's getting angry. He goes, i got a problem. My penis doesn't work right. I got, I had surgery. I can't, I can't, I can't make it to the bathroom. So I got to pee wherever I can. And I'm like, I'm sorry your dick doesn't function. I was like, mine does perfectly fine, and I could wait to use the restroom. And he, at this point, he's just like, I don't even know if he's peeing or not. Cause I'm just pressing him so hard about just like peeing on a building. I'm like, use a bathroom, be an adult. I was like, you're older than me. You're peeing on a building. This point he puts his junk away. He starts approaching my car. He's like, you're stupid. You're stupid. Don't look at my dick. You're stupid. You're stupid. And I'm just like, Hey dude, you're the stupid one. I was like, you're the one who isn't using a bathroom. You're <laughs> in your thirties to forties and you are peeing outside like an animal. I said, be a human, be a man, put your little Johnson away. And go in the bathroom. And he's, dude, he's flying off the handle. He's like, you're stupid, 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 stupid. You're stupid, you're stupid. And I'm just like, 
you know what? I'm going to get out of the car right now. And if we have an issue, I'm not, I, I don't got nothing to lose. I so said, going to beat up the retarded Puerto Rican guy who was peeing <laughs> on a building. Well, I was like, I got nothing to lose. I was like, if you want to throw down, I was like, I'll throw down. I was like, I got to work. I was like, if I'm going to be late a couple minutes, I really have no problem. I was like, I don't want to be here. He's like, you don't work here. I was like, I mean, why else would I park here? I'm parking on the side of a building, like not in the parking lot. Dude, I still, I'm still in the car. I'm not getting out. And he's like, you're stupid. You're stupid. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm about to get out of the car. So I hop out of the car and he's like, your mom's fucking stupid, stupid. And I was like, dude, why would you say that? I was like, my mom died. <laughs> And he, he like dead ass looks at me and goes, well, your stupid fucking mom died because you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, dude, my dad murdered my mom. And at this point, the guy just, I don't think he knew what to say. He just turned around and walked away. <laughs> he just like. <laughs> you just went real dark with the story. Went, the guy was like, I ain't got nothing. Yeah, he, he, he got, he had nothing. And he was just like, I, I just realized who Caleb is. Caleb is the fucking mascot from Blue Mountain State. <laughs> what the fuck was his Sammy. name? Sammy. He's Sammy. He confrontational as fuck. But he goes, I'll be both your dicks off. <laughs> what would you what would you do if you were to pull his dick off? So I was gonna jerk him off. <laughs> jerk him oh. off. Jerk him off. The guy's just like he just leaves. What if he what if he would have pulled his pants out and I guess I would have jerked them off. I don't know. <laughs> and well, the cool thing about this story is the whole time I'm chilling, I'm smoking a cigar too. So I'm like, I probably look a little more badass, a little more intimidating. You know, got the cigar until I'm, he got out the car. <laughs> well, I got out the car. He didn't really. He hopped out. I hopped off the phone book that he sits on. <laughs> he kind of just like walked away. So like, so my question. Let me ask you. All right, were you taller than him? Uh, he was maybe an inch or two bigger. Probably had twenty pounds on me. Little oh, fat, boy. little fatter. But okay. I'm not scared of that. I'm gonna no. be completely. Yeah. I've been yeah. in. I've been in fights. I've thrown down with some people. I no. Well, I feel like Caleb could get a little scrappy. No, I mean here's the thing: Hispanics, you know, they dominate the light vision, light divisions in boxing, bro. There's a reason. You know, they're short people. They do. They there's do a lot not of, a lot of Hispanic NBA players. They do a lot. We of, got Carlos Arroyo. <laughs> they do a lot of talking and yapping. You know, big yappers. You know, I, I it might just be a thing. You're not. You're a quiet guy. It might be the Italian side of you, but like. Full hundred percent Puerto Ricans. No, a lot of lot of angry. talking. Yeah, well, Angry <laughs> Geo is a different story. I could I could see that. I haven't seen the Angry Geo. I'm curious um, if this is just like a local resident that lives in the area. You know what? I've actually. But I'm going to be honest with you. Me and Geo have seen a grown woman pull her pants on on a <laughs> sidewalk and just piss on the sidewalk. Like just like walking down Trump. the street, just dropped her but pants. At least this guy piss. tried to be a little discreet. So I give him that credit. Not really. He's... We turned. I think we talked about this on the show. Yeah. We literally turned and we were like, what are you doing? She's like, I had to pee. It, like it was completely normal. It kind of caught me like that. But I was just like, I was in a mood just coming into work. I, it's like New Year's Eve. Right. I know it's going to be busy as hell. Everyone called off a sick at my work because they all had COVID. So there's like four people working on one of the busiest days of the year. My mom has COVID right now. My sister had it last week. Yeah, it's going on. <laughs> this crazy lunatic came to our house with COVID. Gave it to everybody. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah, whatever it is, what it is. I mean, I don't want to say I don't. My question is, I'm not asking if I was wrong because you get in a mood. It's days like that. It's busy. It's the end of the year. You're it, we're in that uh, well, holiday hangover series. You're not wrong because you just told him to not pee on the side of a building. 
that's wrong. I don't want to be well, right. It's like, it's like disrespectful. Don't pee on a building. Like, just go, maybe go. Didn't you do an entire episode? Like, didn't we talk about an entire segment when Tommy was on the show about how his building used to be the pee building that you would all piss on? Well, it was also an abandoned building, and there wasn't people there parking Here, their cars as on. I'm pulling my pants down doing Here's it. That's the thing. the thing. No, 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 no. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have pissed in a lot of public places. When you're drunk, sometimes it happens. We've all been there. It's how you decide to hide it. <laughs> Not hidden at all. Just right in front of me as I'm backing in my parking spot. Like if just you do, right, if you saw go, me coming the whole time, just decided just let's whip it out and just go. Now, like there's a difference between like full on big daddy. What do you want? I'll write your name <laughs> like or. Oh, he just walked out from behind that dumpster. He definitely took a piss. It, it wasn't that if you would have went behind the dumpster, I would have been like. Hey man, what are you doing? Because I've I've seen it all before. You you work, you got a dumpster. You've seen and like people go in the woods behind the shop and stuff. Like they, I don't know, they do drugs, they do whatever. But uh, just to see it like right in front of me, so blatant. I was like, dude, how are you gonna do it right in front of me? Like it's still daytime out. I was like, te- technically, you pull your pants around. If there's any kids around, you can go on a sex offender list. So, you know, I had to warn this guy. <laughs> I don't think I was wrong in confrontation, but do you think like the going the extra mile of like facing crazy with crazy? Was working I out crazy to him where he I mean, just walked away? I think that's hilarious. Who can out crazy who? I, I think that's funny. Listen, I I, I, <laughs> I will never say that it, what you did was wrong. No. I don't because I, I've I've yelled at people. I've I've thrown the spot around people. Yeah. Pissing on fucking buildings. And I'm like, <laughs> just get on the PA and you're like, dude, you are disgusting. It is what it is. Put that little pecker away. Nah, <laughs> you don't. You don't say anything bad. You just tell them that they're disgusting. They That's are. They are disgusting. Yeah. I, I think my personal like. Uh, listen, you match that level of crazy. It really throws people off. Okay. We've. I, I, I've been there before. Some people have been talking some shit, and then I went one step above their <laughs> shit talk, and they got a little like little Boyd kind of, and they just or, get a little humble. Or like, yo, know, sometimes you know they want to throw some homophobic slurs in there. You just be like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> And then suddenly they're confused and don't know want to say it anymore. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I guess you guys face like, that every day. But no, what, what was it? The- your story that you just told sounds like 50% of the calls we go on. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I deal with that six times a day at least. So, like, maybe my maybe this is, like, an advice <sighs> section, too, for civilians out there who don't deal with people like this every day. What is the best way to handle a crazy situation where we're all adults now. You're not a teenager. You're not a little kid in high school or something like that, but you're in the adult <coughs> world and you have to deal with an adult situation where you might have to get physical. What's the best way to handle Do you just go full out crazy and this outmatch crazy? This is entirely crazy? dependent on what state they live in. True. Because you know what? You can't just go up and straight punch a guy for no reason. I'll be honest. If you were to do that in like uh, maybe like a Texas or something and some dude had his dick out and he's pissing on a building and you beat the shit out of him, the, the cops would probably come and They'd probably be like, yeah, we don't need this kind of scum in our town. Small towns, it would work out like pretty well. Or like not, it doesn't probably won't work well in uh, northeastern states unless you're out in the country or something. Try that that in a small town. There you go. Jason Jason (laughs) Aldean said that. No, like I just think of like, put it this way. If you punch someone in New York State, like unless you fucking like kill them, like I don't like or cause like I I don't really see anyone getting in trouble. You're right, loose on looser crime laws. So you know, maybe could have got away with a punch or two. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not advocating punching homeless people, Caleb, with dysfunctional wieners. No, he just had a really fat girlfriend too. That 
you know, I saw him, I saw him drive away with as I was uh, heading into the place, my place of work, <laughs> my place of employment. And I was like, yeah, go it's a fi- good story. dude. I was like, go figures. He's got a, it's fat a good story. Girl. I was like, I go like figure. That, he's man. got a fat girlfriend. I was like, that's probably why I was so angry. Fat girlfriend, little dick and not working. So <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster. You did say it was a holiday. He's probably off. <laughs> yeah, it's probably off. Too. <laughs> I mean, I had a bad day going into work, not you, being off. You ever heard Daniel Tosh talk about he did, did like a stand up thing and he got in an argument with somebody? He just talks. He's like, I don't appreciate, I don't condone what I said. I was young at the time, but I yelled at a guy and I said, That's why you got to work on Saturday, you asshole. <laughs> and, and like, first of all, working Saturdays sucks. Like, that, that is horrible having to work on Saturday. No matter somebody, what. As somebody that has to work on Saturday sometimes. No matter what. It sucks. You know what? So, I, like, I, I appreciate him saying, I kind of understand that, because now when you think of, like, comedy shows and stuff, right? Like, what what days? Friday and Saturday night? Exactly. Yep. Like, he was young. I mean, it's a funny story. If you listen to a stand-up. All right. I just want to share that with you guys. I, I, you know, didn't know if you'd have some advice for me or just, like, how do you handle uh, adult confrontations outside of work? Because you can't just necessarily punch someone. You got to, you know, maybe sort it out rationally or maybe irrationally like I did. I think you just out crazy. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bad example of this. Like, <laughs> Thanks. Like, once it gets to a certain point, like, I had, there's, there's a, I have my things that piss me off. And once I'm there, it's just like, yeah, I'm handling this my way. Jer- Jerry knows once, but also at the same time, like. Just even last night, like it was my first day back at work after, you know, the baby and I heard the tick and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> time to let loose. <laughs> oh man, it was, it got close. Yeah. All right. There, now, we had some sovereign citizen on a traffic stop. Oh, those guys are fun. Oh, dude. They're the worst. They're they are the worst, dude. But it's, you know what pissed me off to about point, it? though. Like. He I was, called him a, a, a sovereign citizen. I said, dude, what kind of, what are you, like some kind of sovereign citizen? He said, fuck sovereign citizens, bro. <laughs> I respect my government. I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking about, what a dude? confused guy. Yeah, he's very, he was confused. Yeah. It was, he was confused. He tried to pull that to get out, like, to get out of jail. I'm a sovereign citizen, kind of, but they said, like, right. I respect the government. Like, what? So the whole thing is that guy tried to, uh, big dog, uh, another officer, that was a female and he was just very disrespectful to her and like we're not trying to white knight anybody she could have handled the situation completely herself but but it's it's weird how situations change when three big officers show up and you're trying to fucking little girl some some officer uh, who's riding by herself at that time i mean it's just like (laughs) dude wow you're a tough guy man you're super tough you're cool yeah one v one with a girl officer yeah you're you're cool yeah Yeah, man well well we're one radio call away and I was there, I think, in what, fifteen seconds? Yeah, that was. Yeah, and then the whole thing changes. Right, and, and it's just funny. <laughs> the whole conversation changes once we're there. You know yeah. what? Just like the whole conversation changed once I went a little crazy and said my mom died because my dad killed her. <laughs> it's not. It didn't really happen, guys. My parents are both alive, <laughs> okay. and there's no hostilities. Caleb trying to make a joke out of domestic homicide. <laughs> dark. I go to a dark place sometimes, and uh, you know, sometimes you either roll with it or you just walk away. There's, there's no in between. All right. Yeah. What else we got on the agenda? Anything else? Well, I had... There was a couple things, right? I, I texted you guys a little story, but we have a little bit of a whiskey renaissance going on, 
and I did some uh, looking into it. This has been going on since COVID. And now you think COVID, the world shut down, everything happened. But they say since COVID, the number of distilleries that have been popping up in America has increased insane to the point where right now, currently in 2024, there are 2,300 distilleries in the United States. And it's the most since the 19th, 19th century. So a little dip happened, but now we're back up. Um, 90% of them are very small scale distilleries. You know, such as some of your local ones or a couple of small ones we even went to in Kentucky. Uh, you still have your big guys like Jack, James B. Bean, and all that. But, you know, whiskey is on the comeback. And not only that, but um, Gen Z, uh, our generation too, uh, drinking more whiskey than ever, according to some studies. And U.S. imports, especially to Europe, and obviously Japan and China, are growing like crazy too. So, think right now the 2020s late uh 20teens we're definitely in some sort of whiskey boom and uh you know you can just tell with all these craft places popping up in your local cities and towns it's crazy they're all over the place now it seems like i think that's actually good for the industry though too uh i mean i can tell you who is definitely good for places like mgp oh yeah no doubt they sell all those small guys even here locally we already know so i mean it's important and it's uh it's good obviously as fans of the the yeah. juice. The juice. Yeah. I mean, the more the merrier, man. So, also, ever since... Uh, 2,300, you said, huh? 2,300 uh, so right now. I'm and, doing the math right now. We shouldn't run out. Uh, well, plenty of show content. Plenty of show content, but nice. also very good news for those in the allocated market. The, for you guys searching and looking, there's uh, places like Buffalo Trace who are opening new experimental warehouses. So they're pushing out new experimental series and stuff like that, which hopefully can decline the price of some of their allocated stuff. I, you can already see it in Buffalo Trace is becoming way more available now. Just regular Buffalo Trace. I saw uh, literally today. I saw several bottles of Stag on a shelf. It's I think it's a little happening. overpriced, but it was up on the shelf. That's a good thing. And I guess maybe just. <sighs> People having options. Competition and, is good. You know, maybe that's the reason. But then on top of that, too, Buffalo Trace also added a second still. So now they're doubling the amount that they produce. So they got the second still. They got the experimental warehouses. Uh, we A couple episodes ago, we had one from an experimental warehouse. I can't even remember what it was. I've just been drinking too much. Um, you got flavor whiskey has been on the boom since 2020. You can see it every time you go to liquor store. There's a new flavor of something. There's pickle flavored whiskey. Ugh. You got uh, cookie dough. You got birthday cake. You got someone gave me a banana things. cream yes. whiskey the other day, and I said the girl asked me if I wanted to try it, and I was like, eh, I don't know, maybe. I tried it, and I was like, this doesn't sound really bad, but I kind of liked it. And I told her that I was like, I want to hate this really bad, but I mean like. If you were just doing like a shot of this just to have some fun, this is pretty good, man. It was like a 70 proof banana cream pie or some shit like so, that. It was good. So. I'm okay with that because you know what's banana peanut butter, maybe it was. There's yeah, they there's the screwball, the peanut butter shit, there's cookie dough whiskey. Like that stuff's good for when you have like dessert cocktails. Sure. Like Which is where like somebody like my wife wouldn't mind doing something mm-hmm. like that. Uh she does like the espresso martinis and what the hell was she making the other day? Like peppermint martinis, some like weird shit. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it's nice to see you like getting out of that comfort zone of truly in fucking White Claw. Oh, yeah. 
Well, everyone wants like a mixed drink every now and then. Something you don't want to drink everything neat. I get it. You want to do those flavored things for shots, like the crown, you know, like your crown peaches, your crown apples, red stag. You know what my fucking go-to mixed drink is? This isn't just uh, it's so basic. Just Jack and Coke. There's just something about like it's just a regular Jack and Coke. It's exactly how my dad is at, at a wedding, right? Yeah. I'm I'm not. They don't they don't let you take shots all night. Uh, beer is a little tough at weddings. It's Dude. nice to just sip on a fucking Jack and Coke all night. So uh, my wedding drink is actually surprising. Like, and I don't know what it is, but I only drink it at weddings. It's not vodka soda. That's what I drink pretty much everywhere. But gin and tonic. Yeah, yeah. I, I I fuck with gin and tonic too. It's a good summer drink. Right. Get the citrus in there. It's nice and relaxing. And usually a wedding will have like Bombay or something like a decent gin. We talked about Bombay. Remember I told you about the, the bad quadruple batch? proof. <laughs> it, it was like. 85% alcohol, and people were like... Dying? Not dying, but they were getting really sick. And yeah. I, I told you I have a little. I think I'm pretty sure it's... Uh, like, if we did the proof on it, I think it might be one of the bottles. It's hilarious. No, well, see, the thing is, they were mislabeled. Yes. So, like, it's yeah. just a year... Whenever it was made... It's, a- it's supposed to be, like, 80 proof. It's, like, 185. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho... I can't believe I got so f- fucked up off one. I man. had two of these things. I fucking can't see straight. <laughs> but you know what's funny is I remember. Can you going- imagine getting. Oh, just to cut you off real quick. Just one second. Imagine getting pulled over by an officer. How many drinks have you had tonight? Honestly, just two. Get two, the fuck out of the car. <laughs> two what? Two of the 185 proof Bombays. <laughs> Carry on, sir. <laughs> You're a trooper. No, but like. Obviously, I remember going to weddings around that time afterwards, and like in that story came out, you're like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> but the other thing I want to talk about, I mentioned this yesterday. I got no fucking sleep after work last night. So how long did it take for you guys to get the total sleepless night where the baby was like up every 10 fucking minutes? I mean, Alex got that shit down to a science, bro. Dude, that my daughter, she this sleeps. Is fir- this is the first time it's happened. She sleeps from 7.30 p.m., uh-huh. cries maybe for 10 minutes just because she's alone, puts herself to sleep, and sleeps from around 8 to, like, 7.30, in the morning. You are a very lucky family. Um, my first child, Cameron, she was good. Uh, the only thing with her was uh, she didn't like to sleep, like, in her, you know, her, her crib, her bed. She was a cuddler, so like she'd be good for a couple hours, but wake up and cuddle. I know you're not supposed to cuddle with your kids when they're so young, but she was a good cuddler. No problems there. Now, my youngest, she was those sleepless nights you was talking about. Now, the first two to three weeks was the absolute worst. Me and my wife hated each other. She was just so bad, but for the first year of her life, absolute worst sleeper. I, there's almost nothing you could do. You could try every method, the cuddle, the rock, car rides late in the morning. Nothing worked at all. And uh, from a second child, it, it definitely sucked until she turned one. Yeah. So, because, and it, till about like 4.30 in the morning, like for whatever reason, she like fell asleep on my chest. So I'm not fucking moving. Like, and it's not very comfortable to lay on the couch. So at this point at 4 a.m., I'm like, all right, well, what can I fucking do here while this is getting done? And like, I'd slightly move and I'd hear the, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. I think Alex may have given Nikki a book. 
Yeah. So what that book said is like, so typically the routines aren't really able to go until about eight weeks. Okay. So you had a month. Yeah. I mean, in there, buddy, you're going to be all right. Hey, he read the book. That's a good parenting. Like stop right there. Good dad, my guy. (laughs) But dude, Alex lives by this book. And I'm, I'm look at, I'm not just saying this. The baby is so good. I don't believe in bad babies, okay? I don't I just maybe you have a colky baby or a fussy baby. Whatever it is, what it is. They they obviously are not getting something that they want and that they need in that moment and to make all them they sleep. Can do to communicate and, is ah, they yeah, can cry. That's, that's it. That's all they can do. So there's no such thing as a bad baby. But we are so fucking blessed that it's almost scary to think about having another kid because the next <laughs> one might be the one that's absolutely fucking apeshit. See, my theory for you, bro, is if you have a boy, that's what you're going to get. The little shit that is like, gets like your wor- like worst traits or some shit like that. It's going to be crazy to say, <laughs> I wouldn't mind another daughter. There's something about having girls that's kind of cool. <clears throat> you just, yeah. I think you love them different. I, uh, you know what? I always thought I would want boys, but having two girls is definitely a blessing. Well, two and a half girls is a blessing. It brings out a side of like, a side of you that's like, I, I mean, I wouldn't say soft. I just feel like you just, you want to be like a good role model. You want to show these young women and these little girls, you know, what it's like to be a man. And I think that's really important to have good role models, especially male role models in your life. No doubt, man. I always thought, like, I'd, yeah, I'd want to be that man for my son, but now that I have two daughters, it's like, you want to be that man for your kids, and uh, I, you, you said it really great. There's nothing more I could add to that. But yeah. that being said, I mean... That was I'd that be- was probably the worst part, like, and then, you know, Nikki, I think, woke up around, like, nine-ish. Yeah. And, like, you can't just fall asleep right away. Bro, I had fucking... If you guys look at the Instagram, I had posts all set up. <laughs> And it was just fun for that, but we'll get her, we'll wrap that up there. And now, boys, you know what time it is? It is. Uh, it's time for Patrol Gone Wild, Caleb. That's so why right. don't we why don't we get into that, buddy? All right. So now it's time for Patrol Gone Wild. This segment is brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, makers of the award winning Sober Mesa, Mi Querida, Sin Compromiso, and many more premium handmade cigars. So without further ado, uh, I will go first with our first story of the day. But after we play that sweet, sweet intro music. Patrol Gone Wild! We're doing it big! All right, all right, here we go. I'm going to start things off. We have golfers topple a porter potty to dump suspected car thief after a wild police chase. Um, The police chase was caught in video. I didn't get the video, but I just thought the uh, story was funny. This is from November 17th of 2023. Um, so we had a wild police chase that ended in a messy arrest. Uh, this is out of Glendale, Wisconsin, off of Interstate 43, which crossed from the Minnesota-Wisconsin state line. Um, you had a driver. He crashed into two police officers in Port Washington Road. He ran through some traffic barrels. He swerved into a guardrail. And then all four suspects in the car fled on foot. So they were right near a golf course, and one of the uh, suspects ran onto the golf course and tried to hide into a porter potty. So there are a bunch of bros just golfing, having a good day. They see this guy run into a porter potty. They hear all the police sirens. They <coughs> heard the crash. And uh, this guy hid into a porter potty where uh, one of the golfers tipped over the porter potty and they trapped this guy in the porter potty until the cops could come and make the arrest. It's an awesome story. 
Dude, when you talk about like <laughs> man, great citizens. First of all, I'm sure those officers were like you're not getting in my fucking patrol this car. This is <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> One disgusting, but two, this is fucking awesome. This is awesome, dude. Yeah. Like this is this is street justice <laughs> to a level that you just can't comprehend. Uh, you, you joke around like when your buddy's in the porta potty, you bang on it, and you're like, you're sitting in there taking a piss. You stressful pissing in the porta potty when you have asshole friends. Uh, now this is a group of drunk retards that are fucking golfing, uh, and they're like, dude, that, that he's fucking hiding in the porta potty. Let's fucking trap him in there. This is it, boys. We can, we can do, can it. do it. We can fucking do it. We can do it. And they're going to fucking love it. And I'm sure the cops were like, that is so fucking disgusting. But at the same time, they were definitely like, dude, that was fucking sweet. <laughs> so uh, police did come. They had their guns drawn. The, the guy obviously surrendered right away. There was, there, what are you going to do? You're going to fight a bunch of guys covered in shit? And I, I mean, I probably you might. If that guy was on like PCP, I'm going to throw it out there. Imagine getting like a gunshot wound. Um, after you're covered in shit. I mean, that's like getting stabbed in a like by a bayonet during the Revolutionary War. <laughs> they would dip the fucking knives into the fucking shit and, and then sepsis. stab people with them so they get sepsis and die. So it's like, yeah, he got shot in the foot, but he's died of sepsis. But did you die? <laughs> so probably you were covered in shit. That's disgusting. So I know things, you know, we're in we're in January. The investigation charges and court dates are still pending. Uh two of the four suspects were arrested and the other two got injured in the crash where they were taken to a local hospital. Uh, Non-life-threatening injuries, but still bad enough where they're still in the hospital to this day. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bad crash. but Yeah, talk about a shitty accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just funny. If you guys see the graphic, it's pretty funny, too. Oh, man. That's, That's awesome. Insane. It's a great story. Uh, where was that out of? Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin area over there, cross state line, so... All right. oh, a couple okay. of golfers just being good citizens. It wasn't day. negative fifty. <laughs> yeah, I mean from November, so they're probably they luckily had some good weather to still be out there golfing in November. Oh, so it was it was like a shit slushy, oh, <laughs> like a blue shitty slushy. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. It's like that road sign green mixture. <laughs> but. I got, a, of course, a story out of Florida. Uh, Florida man accused of walking into an unlocked apartment, stealing vodka and orange juice. Uh, Toby Foster faces, faces charges of burglary of a dwelling and petty larceny. Uh, this is out of Polk County, Florida. Deputies in Polk County said a man faces charges after he's accused of walking into, into an unlocked apartment and stealing the ingredients to make a screwdriver. According to a news release, the man later identified as Toby Foster entered into an apartment on November 23rd around 5.30 a.m. and made off with a bottle of Svedka, vodka, and Florida's natural orange juice. Um, it looks like the amount that this total theft cost was about $35. And my guess is, based on Svedka vodka being some of the shittiest stuff you could possibly get on Earth... Uh, the Florida orange juice was probably like twenty bucks. Uh, Damn, fucked up story, man. But uh, yeah, he faces some bullshit charges of. Actually, you know what's fucked up? The burglary is the big part, dude. Well, no, Polk County is no joke. Uh, their like sheriff is like known for like being a hard, hard like a hard charger. And uh, like, I'm pretty sure that's the sheriff that like challenged the entire gang. 
No, that no, was no, out that of was Louisiana. A, so yeah. this dude, this sheriff, if I'm correct, I mean, we'd have to fact check this here. So one of these counties in Florida, they said like the, there was a OIS, and uh, for they, those who are not police officers, that's officer involved shooting, and they like. The dude, like three officers, unloaded on this guy for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure he was armed with something. And they asked, like, why they shot him so many times. And the the sheriff said to the media, he's like, "Well, we only had 63 rounds on hand." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like, like, I was like, oh my god!" <laughs> like, as a police officer, most are like, "Jesus Christ, this guy's a psychopath." A normal human, like, that doesn't have a law enforcement sense of humor or anything like that is probably, like, appalled. But then, like, criminals, if they find out that it's a Polk County arrest, like, they're, they're notorious for, like, not offering bail, shit like that. They're very, very... If it's the the county I'm thinking of, I'm not 100% sure. So, essentially, this man, uh, he could be facing life in prison. For <laughs> I don't know about life, but definitely a max sentence. <laughs> a max sentence of 15 years for walking into an apartment, an unlocked apartment, and because it's a dwelling, it's a burglary, so that's immediately a felony, and then the petty larceny of orange juice and vodka. He should go work on an orange farm for his punishment. <laughs> My guess You is think this, this is a fucking joke? Go pick those oranges. Pick those oranges. But holy Squeeze them. shit. <laughs> Squeeze them. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a fucking great story out of Florida. Uh, Gio, you had one for us too, right, buddy? So I got a New York Post headline for us that I just, I thought was hilarious. So we'll play that here. <laughs> yep. My little, go directly to Gio. Colorado burglar arrested after waiting for Uber for getaway car. <laughs> so the burglar broke into a plumbing supply store and was had about 8k worth of uh like tools like Milwaukee drills, things of that shit like shit like that. Good taste. And uh the gentleman told uh let's see here his name I'll read it for you here. A Colorado crook carrying thousands of dollars of stolen merchandise walked right into the police hands after he was caught trying to use an Uber as a getaway car. The bungling burglar was ransacking a plumbing store in the Denver suburbs last week when he called the rideshare driver to pick him up. The store owner had called 911 after noticing a hole cut in the business's fencing caught on the surveillance footage of the thief inside. Police Ridge arrived in the scene. They discovered an Uber driver waiting nearby. He told the cops his passenger, Jose, was headed right toward the car. Are you looking for an Uber? The officer can be heard asking the suspect <laughs> on body cam. The man wearing the hood of his black sweatshirt up and pulled down balaclava, so he had a shiesty on, shoots his gay sideways and hides his hands in his pockets. Probably a, not a smart do, thing to do when you're being approached by police. Keep your hands visible for everyone to know here. And he's like, um, No. He then gives officers a fake name of Raul. That's where my little graphic there said, Raul, your Uber is here. <laughs> Takes several steps backwards, walks away from the cops. He was immediately grabbed by officers, but assures them he is not trying to make a break for it. Jose doubles down on his innocence claims he was simply on his way to his mother's house. When told he matches the description of a thief, he maintains he is not the man they are looking for, despite not carrying ID to prove he is Raul. The contents of his backpack, however, expose the thin charade. This backpack is full of Milwaukee tools, one officer can be heard saying. 
Inside the cops found more than $8,600 worth of electric tools. He was taken into custody where fingerprint scanners confirmed his real identity. It may not be the best idea to have the Uber pick you up at the crime scene, police said on social media. A 26-year-old man by the name of Jose was booked the following day on a plethora of charges, including theft of more than $2,000, criminal trespassing, and false reporting to authorities. Rightfully so, man. Uh, fucking Raul, man. <laughs> Raul. Yo, that Uber driver's like, yeah, he's right there. <laughs> I ain't getting fucking dragged into this shit. I feel like I went to a call like this the other day. <laughs> Literally. The girl, uh, she burglarized the house, broke all the windows out of her ex-man's house. Uh, and then took a taxi from the crime scene. They pulled the taxi over, and yeah, it's it's fucking insane, dude. People, it's just there's no logic. Is this the one that? Uh, yeah, no. there's okay. a whole thing that goes with the story. Okay, I'm not just, getting in any of yeah, the details, but holy fuck! You told me about this. It, it is crazy. Well, yeah. if you're gonna use like an app like Uber, it's all it's all traceable. So like, yeah. you're not paying cash, so you're gonna get caught because there's a record of it. That's like the guys like you ever see this they they uh will like hear these like horror stories of dudes like they'll they'll take an Uber they'll use their actual accounts and they'll try and rob the Uber drivers. <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb. Well, bro, the idiot of the week. Oh man, I I got I wish I would have had a, I can't find the article. I had it saved on a pre for thing. But I remember these guys scammed Uber Eats out of like 3 million dollars. So they would create an Uber Eats account as a delivery and a customer. And they'd pick up the order and then cancel the order. So Uber Eats would pay them to go pick it up with these reloadable cards. And then they would cash it out and convert it to goods. They got up to like a million dollars worth of shit. And they're like, now they all got arrested for like these crazy, like, well, it's the highest degree felony you can get. But talk about a fucking scam. That's a loophole, baby. Smart. But they were create like. Remember, they were doing that shit with fucking cards at uh, local supermarkets. Well, they were just... They were, like, buying cards, stealing fucking cards. It was crazy. There's a lot of scams out there like that. What people don't realize is when you're going to commit a crime like that, you have automatically just fucked yourself. Because anything involving federal wire fraud, it's not your local police that handles that. Feds. Like, you are not robbing fucking uh, uber eats you're robbing the federal government and they don't take kindly to that yeah like you're gonna go to federal prison where it's, it's like when uh when weed became decriminalized here in buffalo yeah uh you know you'd roll up to the local dealers you would just ask them hey man i hope you guys got your 1099s ready to do you, know, you can get away from us <laughs> you ain't getting away from the fucking irs you bro. know you know technically according to the irs and records you even if you are a drug dealer and <laughs> you do and you do get income from selling, you are supposed to report that. That's what I'm yeah. saying, and you will not, you will not get away from the IRS. You won't. They will get you. What I am get curious, they got, though, they got Capone. I feel like that's one little bit of a loophole for these like uh, these weed shops that are actually doing like legitimate business for it. Like you have to file something, like keep records. This is, Eventually, we can all agree, I think marijuana is going to be legal on a federal level. So the IRS is going to be like, hey, uh, remember the last 10 years you made money on that? The bill's due. <laughs> you owe $290,000. Uh, here's your payment plan. And you have <laughs> 12 months. 12 months to pay it off. And if you don't, you're going to jail for the rest of your life. In addition to the taxes you already owe us for what you're making then. And... 
you'll be like fucking uh the dude from fucking I can't think Stallone? of the movie. Nah, <laughs> oh, I can't think of the not, movie. Not, yeah, 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 not yeah. Tulsa King? Tulsa, Tulsa King, King, but yeah. no. Uh, Andy Dufresne, you'll be working in the library <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, those are some good Patrol Gone Wild stories. And guys, as always, make sure to check again back next week for more Patrol Gone Wild, brought to you by Dunbarton Trust and Tobacco. We tobacco will... and Trust. Oh, Dunbarton to... Tobacco and Trust. Yeah, see, that's why you don't let me add read. Yes, uh, that segment is brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Uh, Caleb, that was a doom. That was a doom pour. It was a pretty big pour. All right, you well, just have whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that too, dyslexia also plays a, a part of it. Okay, and a touch of the tism, just a touch. <laughs> but uh, up up next, we have a news with Caleb. So we'll get right into that. All right, guys. Up first, we have Tatuaje 10th Anniversary Kappa Especial is coming this month. I know uh, two people in the room who will be ready and excited for that. Uh, Jerry and Gio. Right, guys? I will. I will indeed be at least smoking it. So the 10th are phenomenal. I, I really enjoy this blend. Uh, the Kappa, what is the wrapper when it's Kappa? Sumatra. Yes. So- Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with the binders and fillers still to come from Nicaragua. Uh, two different sizes. Uh, you are going to get the uh, Bell Ancre. Bell Anc and the, what, Grand Tresor? Yes, exactly. So uh, $12 for each of them, and a box of 20 will be 240 for each as well. Um, two sizes, 10th anniversary, uh, produced at My Father Cigars in Esteli. Uh, 3,000 boxes of 20 cigars each for each Vitola. Cool, man. So they should be uh, the third week of January, so right after MLK Day. It should be ready to hit stores. I think we're still waiting on the uh, the Tatuaje TAA23 and also the PCA23, too. So yeah. I was I'm just sure going to that, yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure those are going to be coming out pretty soon, too. Yeah. Pretty much, like, very, very soon. This is uh, this is the time of the year Tatuaje gets a lot of bills paid. Yeah, uh, I remember, because obviously my birthday's in February, so, like, I remember having those cigars, and we... Definitely did it on my birthday, so yep. uh, I would assume that they're going to be coming out very soon. All right, a lot to look forward for you Tatuaje fans out there. Uh, second story of the day, we have Espinosa kicks off 2024 with new Sumatra line. So they will be, be releasing a new core line, Espinosa Sumatra. It's the first Sumatra blend made by La Zona Cigar Factory. Um, and we are going to be doing a Robusto, Toro, and Gordo. Uh, will be eleven dollars, eleven fifty, and twelve dollars. Uh, box of twenties will be two twenty, two thirty, and two forty. So, uh, it actually is beginning to ship to retailers right now. So, this will be a great start to twenty twenty four for all you guys who are fans of Espinosa. Have you ever really thought about sizes of cigars? Uh, those three specifically kind of remind remind me of us. Uh, Caleb <laughs> would be our Robusto, I would be our Toro, and Gio would be our Gordo. <laughs> Makes sense to me. We, <laughs> we talked about that. Like, that was on last week's episode. The, my ideal for uh, three cigars for us three. Yeah. We'll have to uh, reach out and see if we can get our hands and try these. I feel like, you know, Hector would definitely hook it up. Maybe just reach out to Eric himself. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Hey, listen, I always like a Sumatra. Yeah. Same. All right. Up next for our third story. Now... It's a whiskey story, but it's a little different because this is a non-alcoholic whiskey. So we have Whistlepig's new cannabis-infused non-whiskey kicks off dry January with a bang. 
So no alcohol, cannabis infused, zero uh, percent alcohol. Uh, it's going to benefit the bartending community to use as a mixer. So this is going to be a maple infused whistle pig because they're up there in Vermont. Got a lot of maple trees out there. I actually have family that lives out near there, and they do the maple producing themselves out on their farm. So something new and crazy if you're going cold turkey on alcoholic beverages this month of January. Um, you can get a a rye. It fits a rye category because there is some rye in there. It's non-alcoholic, of course. It's zero proof, uh, but it will make for great uh, cannabis-infused cocktails. So they could use, uh, I don't know, anything that you want to use on maple-infused maple infused Old Fashioned, maple-infused Manhattan. Um, yeah, exciting stuff out of uh, Whistlepig. I don't know, what are you guys thinking about this? It's a rye non-whiskey. That's exactly what it qualifies for. 100% rye non-whiskey made with Satori premium cannabis in Vermont. Does shit like this come up on a drug test? No, it won't. It won't get you high. It's a, right from the article right here. I'm on gearpatrol.com. So that's what I would be. Yeah. I guess that would be my big question. Is, what is, something this, like that T- would, is this like a CBD type? I, I don't think it's THC. It's I mean, like CBD pops too for drug tests. There, there, uh, there, is no, there is no THC in here. It won't get you high and is non-psychoactive. So um, they, they are going to make it with old fashions. That's what they say. You're going to put it as an addition to your old fashioned. So this is like a mocktail drink type thing. Pretty much. I just thought, you know what? It was, uh, I thought it was an interesting story for a non-alcoholic whiskey story. Um, you can buy, it's a, it comes in 750 It's called a one-hitter bottle. Costs $50 for this. Huh. Um, you can also buy it with a pig-shaped cocktail smoker called the Dime Baggie. And they offer smoking chips so you can make a smoked cocktail with this. And the whole bundle comes for six, comes to sixty four twenty. I'm going to be honest with you. I know it's a story we covered. I have zero interest in this at all. I'm not a weed guy. Zero interest. I'm not a weed guy, but I'd be willing to make an old fashioned out of it. But did you notice that price sixty four twenty? Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's just some fucking stoner came up with it. That's going to be. That, this is probably going to be really popular in like Colorado and Cali. Probably. And Vermont. There's a lot of weed heads out there in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Uh, 420 blaze up. Uh, I just thought I'd share that interesting story with you. Thanks for the news, <laughs> man. Uh, that being said, Caleb, you got your cigar review done, buddy? I do. Um, this is actually a really easy review for me. Uh, let me just go with my additional notes first. So just, I don't know if storage was a thing here, but off the touch, to touch the sky, it was very hard. Like I just thought it, was, it wasn't like a soft feel to it. It was very hard. Maybe it was just rolled tight. That too could be. Um, off the cold draw, a lot of chocolate and a lot of leather, um, but very nice. Upon smoking it, it was a very smoky stick uh, with touches of chocolate and very light pepper. Um, so appearance, giving this a nine. I think the band on it's pretty cool. The red, it just is a nice looking cigar. There's, I had no issues with mine out of the wrapper. Looks good. Uh, burn again, nine. No issues. No touch ups. Nothing. Instruction. Nine again. I had no issues with this thing. Ash when I wanted to. Held. Nice stack of dimes. It was good. Uh, draw. I went with the V-cut. Again, nine. No issues here. And enjoyment. Man, I really I really like this cigar, and I think I'm going to smoke a couple more West Tampas just to see what they're about. Uh, nine, nines across the board. 90 for me. Easy review. That was easy. Uh, I'll get into mine. 
Uh, the West Tampa Red Toro. Uh, yeah, my appearance, I actually gave it an 8.5. I mean, it wasn't really that impressive of a label or anything. Uh, but here's where it really starts picking up, okay? Don't let the don't let the appearance throw you off, okay? Listen, that that, that appearance is why this is a ten dollars cigar. <laughs> okay, it wasn't, that, it wasn't that bad though. Yeah. Did, are you gonna let me finish my review? Well, I'm just saying. The burn I gave this thing a nine. Okay, this thing is, dude. I have a fully constructed cigar on the ash. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that. It's a full damn. So that to me is like super impressive. Uh. The construction, I gave it a 10. I mean, wow, dude, this is right. crazy. This thing's crazy. And then that's, I think, where it's going to play in uh, how you think the cigar was just really hard. Uh, I think it was just rolled really tight. But the draw was still a 9. Uh, I I uh, straight cut mine. I, I normally straight cut, but uh, sometimes I get away from it if it's a torpedo and I'll be cut. But uh, I straight cut this thing again. The draw was perfect. So even though it was like a tightly wrapped cigar, it was hard to the feel. It was still hitting the way a cigar should hit. It, there was no fucking uh, tightness to it. No issues when I was trying to get some smoke in, uh, input or output. Uh, bringing my enjoyment to a 9. Bringing me to 45.591 overall. Uh, some notes I got on it. I got chocolate. I got some mild spice. I wouldn't say it was like crazy spicy. But there's some mild spice in there, and I did get some leather notes as well, Caleb. So, good job, buddy. Pretty close. All right. I'll get right into mine. The Red Toro, West Tampa. Appearance, I gave this thing an 8. I mean, we look at the band here. It's a larger band. Um, I was looking into it. It's kind of got this, like, West T. It almost looks like a Tesla logo. That. One thing I did, I, I forgot to mention, uh, this cigar band, right? Yeah. Uh, because of the size, I feel like it was kind of difficult to get off of the cigar because I don't think the glue heated up. So I had to do pretty much what Caleb did, and it looks like you did. You just slid it off. Yeah. Yep. Because it does not, the glue does not get hot enough for you to just peel it. Right. Uh, definitely, I think... Uh, when Rick was manufacturing these, he went with a uh, substance over style. And because I think we're all going to agree, this was as far as flavor profiles and cigar itself, really, really good. Uh, as far as an eight, like, I think we can agree this isn't, you know, going to be on that Fuente, EP Carrillo, or like crazy packaging or Davidoff style. Like, it's. You know what it is. Hopefully, you know, as West Tampa grows, you know, it'll be a little more iconic. Let me ask you a question. Would you prefer a cigar that smoked incredibly uh, that was $8, maybe 10 or would you rather the price go up just so the box looked a little nicer? I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think that eventually if they keep making cigars that are of this quality, the price is going to go up regardless. So yeah. maybe make it a little nicer, you know, anyways, at that point, you know. You do what you got to do. Now, burn, I agree with you, Jared. This cigar shined on the burn. I gave it an 8.5. I did a punch. And, man, this thing stayed lit. I think I touched it up once or twice just talking. 
I can't say enough good things about the burn because it was even throughout, no boating, pretty round. I mean, again, a very, very well-constructed cigar. And to go into my construction, my grade for the construction was a 9.5. You know, I don't have a flake on me. I mean, ashed only when I wanted that. And, man, for Rick making a cigar that he liked, I like what you like, too, man. (laughs) As Jerry said, like, this guy, this is why he worked for CAO. Like, very, very talented individual going into business for himself, and clearly he knows tobacco. Draw. I gave it a nine. I said it earlier. I gave it a punch, and I've been really, really a fan of that cut for cigars lately. It's been doing very, very well for me. And Jerry touched on it. The output was great. You got the flavors you wanted. No issues at all. You don't have to worry about, did I cut too much off the cap? You know, I think it just, the construction and it being a little bit harder cigar, I think actually lended itself better to be punched because some of the more delicate ones, you're like, and do I want to fuck this up? Uh, We've all been there where we've either over or undercut a cigar before and it's just, you're like, fuck. Enjoyment, 9.5. I, I don't, like, as far as the flavors this cigar is going, like, this is two weeks in a row where, man, whatever they did for this blend to uh, really bring out these, uh, how do I describe it? I think, you know, they said some chocolate flavor. Uh, I just enjoy it. Like, I don't need to get into this fucking nonsense and try and pretend I can have this elaborate palate. This was fucking good. Yeah. And then, you know, paired with the wit, like a high proof whiskey, this thing stood up. I still got to taste the flavor. So that's a testament there in itself. I think that that uh, that also comes back to the whiskey itself. It uh, it does not drink like a 122 proof whiskey. Uh, I mean, this thing drinks like it's around like 110, 110, maybe like, even 105. It's 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 really good. And you get a lot of flavors on that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like sweet, even though it's 122, you get yeah. sweetness on it. I mean, this thing. This cigar in this this uh, whiskey pairing was actually really good. So, uh, Gio, can't say good uh, enough good things, man. You you're just like you you crush on your picks, man. You just take a shot and you're like, oh, this looks cool. I, I need to stop. Sh- I need to start shopping uh, like sh- shopping like you do and just say, yeah, this looks cool. Not not hey, this is supposed to be pretty good because yeah. you know there's guys out there that you know the higher the proof, the better the whiskey for them. So proof. Well, we haven't done a lot of Heaven's Door either. I think we did one other. Yeah. One. And hey, Caleb said that bottle came out what around like Halloween? Yeah, around yeah. around October, about seventy bucks. So, a good price point. Yeah. So buy it if you can see it. Yeah, but my overall score for this was a forty-four point five, bringing me to an eighty-nine. All right, let me just tally this up. Should be really easy. Should be a ninety overall. Yep, overall score from the boys. 90, 90 even. Ninety even. Uh, well deserved, by the way. And uh, just to touch upon the pairing, the notes of the whiskey. That, that that great whiskey smell, the weeded, and all the chocolateness of the cigar. It wasn't planned, but what a pairing. Um, we don't often always do that, where one of us gets the whiskey and one gets the cigars. It just happened to turn out that way, and uh, by chance, uh, you know, nice, nice pairing. That being said, Caleb, any closing notes of the episode? Guys, again, just make sure you're following Down to Herf Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, 
And most importantly, on YouTube, subscribe, Grower Gang. We're almost at 400 now, so keep it up. Uh, and also, a uh, new episode of The After will be dropping soon. So make sure you're following us on the Patreon as well. It is uh, patreon.com uh, slash Down to Her Podcast. Is so, it backslash? Backslash Down to Her Podcast. So make sure you're following us there. New episode will be dropping. Uh, make sure you guys are checking it out there. And remember, we've got two tier memberships. you got Herf with the Boys for $6 and the Mega Herf. For twelve dollars, you're gonna to want to get in on that. Trust me. That being said, we'll see you guys next Wednesday, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Peace. Cheers. The Down to Herf podcast, its owners and sponsors, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.